What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. 3HL with Brent Doherty, Don Davenport, and Ron Slay. Town 104.5 The Zone. Bridge already with you on a beautiful evening in the Music City. Hope you had a great week, great day. It's going to be a great weekend. We'll all reconvene on Monday, but we have some work to do before all of that takes place. So Ron no. Slay is here. I'm in, in the, the building. building. I'm in the building. Dude, y'all hey, I'm in the building. Yeah, today. I'm in the building. 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 Lots of stories out there, man. The salary cap for the 2024 NFL season is out there, $255.4 million per team. That's uh, more than $30 million higher than last year. It's higher than they thought it would be this year. Titans have, uh, depending on where you look, either $85.2 million according to SpotTrack or $78.64 according to Over the Cap. Um, I think it's bad for the Titans, honestly, that it was more money than expected because – that's more money for teams that would have been strapped a little bit. Right. You know what I mean? Everybody getting the opportunity to play. Right, because the Titans were going to have room no matter what. Yeah. No matter what. That sounded like Christopher Walken <laughs> No there. matter what. That was weird. <laughs> uh, ben Arthur um, put out there uh, this based on the 78.6. Uh, AFC South numbers. Titans 78.6. Room in the salary cap. Fourth in the NFL. Colts at 72.3, which is sixth. Texans 67.5, which is seventh. And the Jags at 24.6, which is 19th. You'll see some contracts get reworked so people can um, increase their salary cap number. Jags uh, working on a couple deals. Um, Big tight DN. I mean, Derek Carr got redone, mm-hmm. um, saving some money for the Saints. I think Geno Smith got redone today, saving money for uh, the Seahawks and and the Titans will do it too. So, absolutely, we'll keep up with that. Um, from football and other F-words, Hollywood Brown, a free agent wide receiver we've all talked about for uh, a little bit now in terms of free agency. He ran a 4-2-40 on his pro day. Rolling. Like, he is fast. Um, but hasn't been the deep threat that his reputation indicates. This from uh, football and other F-words, deep ball receiving rates. He was 68th in the NFL this year. He was 81st last year. 78th the year before that, 53rd the year before that, and 18th in 2019. So maybe not a target. I mean, I mean, they pointed out just because you're fast doesn't mean you're a productive down the field right, receiver. Right. One, well, you got to catch it. <laughs> Two, get open. Get right. And his numbers were down this year, and I I haven't looked to see why. But yeah. um, he's still a young guy, though. Yes, he is. Uh, from anybody throwing to him other than Kyler Murray right now would be not to be. Right, and they went through, some, obviously, Josh Dobbs played quarterback there mm-hmm. uh, this year a little bit. Uh, from SpotTrack, uh, franchise tag values, um, quarterback, $38.3 million. I'm going to go in order. Number two, linebackers, $24 uh, million. Uh, number three, defensive tackles, $22.1 million. Number four, wide receiver, $21.8 million. Number five, defensive end, 
million. This is the average of the top five salaries. If you franchise tag a guy at this position, that's what these numbers mean. Number six, offensive line, 20.9 million. Number seven, cornerback, 19.8. Number eight, safety, 17.1. Number nine, tight end, 12.6. Number 10, running back. So in terms of uh, position, not kicker, punter, running back, number 10 is the worst. Bottom of the depth chart. Bottom of the depth chart. Yep. Number 11, kicker, punter, 5.9 million. And, of course, the big story today, Tennessee and Virginia win a preliminary injunction Against the NCAA. Hunk, do you still have those uh, Shannon Terry bites? That I do. All right. So Shannon Terry, who runs, owns on three.com, came on the show when the news surfaced that Tennessee was going to fight the NCAA and that they wanted to go to court and that they wanted to seek a preliminary injunction. Virginia jumped on. I'm surprised more didn't. But Shannon Terry could easily see what was going to happen right. like, like a month ago. Incredibly idiotic move because if 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 Tennessee is granted an, a temporary restraining order, an injunction uh, in in their order, the NCAA as we know it is over at that point in time. Any anything goes. Anything goes. So ultimately, he says this this spells the death of the NCAA That's right. as we know it. There will be. Somewhere around $300 million over the next 12 months that will be deployed primarily through collectives in the world of college football to athletes in, in, the, in the form of roster value under the category of NIL. $300 million, mm. okay, between 65 schools. Okay, call it pay for play. Call it whatever you want to get it. You know, but but for the NCAA to come out of the gate and and challenge Florida State and Tennessee, it just shows you how archaic and how fundamentally blind and behind they have been and have been for years. And so, this week is going to be the final nail in the coffin of the NCAA mm-hmm. as we know it today. How about that? Change gonna come. Pete Thamel with this from um, Tom Mars who worked with a Tennessee collective uh, Spire Sports Group on this case, I think this will be one more brick in the wall that is the end of the NCAA. Tom Mars Law tells ESPN he predicts the NCAA, quote, is poised to lose all of its upcoming antitrust cases and will need congressional intervention. How do I... <laughs> <laughs> is it okay this time this time? Perfect time in this time. It's old. Uh, he says, short of intervention by Congress, the demise of the NCAA now seems inevitable based on nothing but a financial uh, analysis. As it appears, the NCAA is poised to lose all of its upcoming antitrust cases, the cumulative effect of which could make the NCAA financially insolvent. Wow. He adds as to why, quote, a bad case is a bad case, and they've put all of their defense forward. And there's no precedent anywhere in the United States that supports their defenses. So he's saying what Shannon said a while back, that they're going to lose all of their cases. Like, I know Tennessee wasn't worried about this. No. No. That's why they went all in. You hardly ever see chancellor, president, like that level of person go 
strong at the NCAA when the NCAA comes out. Yeah, everybody came out with a Usually it's like front doors open. Yep. Mm-hmm. Get you some coffee cake over here. And we just, and we just, they just went through that. That's what the, just the craziest it. part was. Just went through it and tried to open up the doors and ask you what can we do to help. And you come back door and do that? After leaving? After you saw us leave, pull out the driveway, you try to come back through the back door. So Tom Moore's talking about their only hope is to get con- congressional intervention goes right along with the statement from the NCAA today. Uh after they lost this preliminary injunction um, against Tennessee and Virginia, the NCAA statement was turning upside down rules overwhelmingly supported by member schools will uh, aggravate an already chaotic collegiate environment, further diminishing protections for student athletes from exploitation. The NCAA fully supports student athletes making money from their name, image, and likeness and is making changes to deliver more benefits to student athletes, but an endless patchwork of state laws and court opinions make clear partnering with Congress necessary to provide stability for the future of all college athletes. They're calling on Congress to get involved. That's a Hail Mary. Yeah. Yeah, and everything was cool when you were able to regulate and have your hand in the pot. <laughs> now it's a problem. Right. <laughs> you know, backpedaling now, man. Stand firm. 615-737-1045. More of your reaction next. 3HL1045. Let's see. Something different for dinner. Searching restaurants near me. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Gee, same old, same old. Wait, we're, we're right here. Ma'am, our restaurant's just a few blocks from you. Why is she not seeing us? Back to the usual, I guess. Ma'am, can you not see us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local restaurants. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boot. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at CumulusBoost.com. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. We going high as a mother. Woo! Nothing's going to stop us now. No, 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 no. Ain't nothing going to stop us now. We're going to tell 1045 The Zone. We're going to run slide with you. That's us. Judge Grant's injunction in Tennessee versus the NCAA. As federal court freezes, freezes NIL rules in the states of Tennessee and the Commonwealth of Virginia. Oh. Uh, from Adam Sparks, Knoxville News Sentinel, a federal judge in Tennessee granted a preliminary injunction suspending NCAA rules regarding name, image, and likeness benefits for athletes and indirectly easing the stress for University of Tennessee amid an NCAA investigation. It is a victory for the attorneys general in Tennessee and Virginia in their lawsuit. And potentially for UT and its fierce fight with the NCAA over NIL rules. So what does this mean um, with regard to the NCAA investigation into the University of Tennessee football program? Adam Sparks wrote about that. He writes, this federal case in the NCAA, this goes right along with what we told you. 
This federal case and the NCAA's investigation into UT are not directly connected, but the prior impacts the latter. With the injunction, the NCAA will have a difficult time enforcing the most serious charges regarding NIL. After all, it would be attempting to punish a school for breaking rules in the past that are unenforceable and potentially illegal in the present. (laughs) Considering this from uh, Judge Clifton Corker, who wrote his opinion... um, in a denied temporary restraining order on February 6th. Uh, Considering the evidence currently before the court, plaintiffs are likely to succeed on the merits of their claim under the Sherman Act, which is antitrust. Which, Shannon Terry talked with us about the antitrust portion of this. Mm -hmm. He called this like a year and a half ago. Yep. On our show. Yeah. From the On3 event. That's right. And the NCAA's only hope now is to get Congress involved. Because they're going to lose all of their antitrust cases. So weird. Uh, NCAA is investigating. It's weird that they thought they could do this. Yeah. The NCAA is investigating. It's almost like they they lit their own house on fire. <laughs> yeah. Watch this. Yeah, like all these people out here ready to do it. Nah, we're going to do it first. Watch this. Gotcha. Yeah. Watch this. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Joke's on you. Sorry, on fire. <laughs> you can all leave. It's burning, people. Burn, baby, burn. Uh, NCAA is investigating allegations that UT broke NIL rules in multiple sports, including football. Knoxville News Sentinel has learned. But the university has not received a notice of, a- of allegations. Again, somebody asked about that. I just imagine in the like in, in the movie Major League when, when Lou Brown, the manager, mm-hmm. like Dorn, the shortstop, didn't want to run. <laughs> so he brought his contract to Lou Brown on the field. He says, see, I don't have to do any unnecessary calisthenics. And Lou Brown said, let me see that. And he took it, and he put it on the ground, and he peed on it. Right there on the field. That's a hell of a name. I think that's what Donde Plowman would do to the uh, notice of allegations. She just put it on the ground, pee on it. Light it on fire. Can you imagine if she heard me say that? Yeah. It's true, though. But the university has not received a notice of allegations, as I said, so there's an opportunity for the NCAA to back off after this ruling, which is what I think they'll... Well, maybe they won't. I mean, they're dumb enough. Right. They, I mean, once you're in it, you might as well just keep going. <laughs> like, don't learn your lesson, NCAA. Keep going. You can't enforce anything anyway. Might as well keep going. Yeah. Uh, charging UT with breaking NIL rules may not be the NCAA's only option. It could try to reinterpret alleged violations as breaking rules regarding only boosters, even if those boosters were acting on behalf of an NIL collective. This makes... It's stupid, man. They're smarter than you. (laughs) The homework has been done. Once the NIL stuff started happening, people are smarter than the NCAA. And the NCAA was operating under acrimonious guidelines anyway. You didn't want to make a move. So sit back and relax. Take your, take your little slap on, on the wrist and get on out of the NCAA. Do you think the people like working worse. for the NCAA uh, like even believe in what they're doing? No. <laughs> they just feel like they got to be doing something. All right, Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> got to be doing something. They Sm- definitely just started something. something. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, <laughs> But it's just, it's funny how, like, I mean, when all this stuff happens, like, go to Shantary. Put Shantary on. Yeah. He can see it clearly. And man, did he. Yes, he did. Called it. And again, he's Both he's times. saying this is this is going to end the NCAA. 
And that's what they know. Their Hail Mary is to get Congress involved. Yeah, and that's... You think that's why the other... I don't think that's happening. Yeah. Why did, other, why did Florida wait out? That's what I want to know. Because con- Congress wants to back winners, and they know that this one's not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're trying to get reelected and stuff. Yeah. That ain't going to do it. You can't sell this <laughs> no. to your constituents, <laughs> nope. I wouldn't think. 615-737-1045 if you want in. David is in Bowling Green, Kentucky. David, what up? Hey, gentlemen. How we doing this evening? Great, Great, good, Dave. How you doing, man? Doing great. All right, Slay, let's let's turn this thing and talk about some SEC basketball. Oh, let's get it, baby. So coming out of Kentucky, I'm a I'm a Kentucky fan, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. A little bit of frustration on how you can beat Auburn one night and lose to LSU and potentially right. could beat Alabama the next time. I, I think that's the way this college season is wrapping up. It's it is crazy, so isn't it? You know, All the, over. you know Here's the other you know the other thing real quick before you guys have your questions. Um Slay and I were talking about this. I saw this stat and it's it's continued to hold true. This is like in terms of ranked teams playing road games at teams yeah. not ranked, it's the lowest win percentage for ranked teams at mm-hmm. non ranked teams in the history of the poll. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. This year is crazy. It is. Well then <clears throat> With with the portal, I don't think you necessarily have the mid majors like you did in the past. All these mid majors have got guys that have been yep. pretty good players at other big D one schools. But here's my question: Absolutely. and you see more older players all over the place. Right, that's exactly right. Yep. Like with South Carolina and teams mm-hmm. of that nature. But mm-hmm. if they're saying potentially nine SEC teams getting into the big tournament, yeah, how many of the SEC teams make it to weekend number two and get to the Sweet 16, and who are they? That's yeah. my question. Okay, and then for your um, that that right there, I know Joe Lenardi is going to come out with some going into the weekend and a lot of things. This is going to fluctuate all the way going through the tournament. But I think Texas A&M was one of those teams. Ole Miss was one of those teams that you're thinking that could be the ninth team. I think they hurt their case um, a little bit, but I think they have an opportunity because you have so many quad one games ahead. Um, but as far as your question is, how many teams can get out uh, of that first weekend and get to the second weekend? Is, I think that's what you said? Yeah. Get to the second weekend. Um, it all depends on matchups. I mean, you could have two I, SEC know. teams playing each other in the second round. Matchups is it, man. And I, When I, you have nine of them in there, right. it's, it's hard it's to spread tough. them out. It is. It is. I, I do think, though, I think Kentucky is one. I think Alabama is one. I believe Tennessee is one. I still believe Auburn is one, just depending how Jalen Williams – um, comes back. I think that's a key component. To they the say he will, plays. right? Yeah, yeah. They said he'll come back. I also think, man, that fifth team that can get out of that first weekend and get to the second weekend is Florida. Florida, when you look at them, when you talk they're about playing, matchups, they're playing well, and they're a matchup problem. And yeah. the smallest guy on the floor is six three. That's your point guard. So I mean, you got and he can get to the rim. Yeah, and with in half court, you. yeah, yeah. So you got four seven footers, well, three seven footers, and one six ten guy. Um, down low, different guys that you can throw at them. Um, and then they got every guy as far as guards. They got that cover from the one to the three. Um, they're a difficult team to match up with. So I, I honestly think you can get five teams to the to the second weekend, man. And then, you know, from that point on, it's about who who can get hot and and be as consistent as possible. But to you being a Kentucky fan, I do think that Kentucky gets Alabama this weekend. I think them. Um, I do think they played well. And that LSU game to be able to take something from it. 
I just think the plays wasn't made. Usually, when Dillingham makes a shot like that, Gosh, put them what up. A shot. Great shot. Like the energy was flowing, and then coming down, a, a dude, um, Thierro, that was a great defensive play on Jordan Wright. Like he blocked the shot, and you thinking you kind of got it won. Jordan Wright just had the wherewithal to continue playing. Crazy, flicked it back up with his left hand in the traffic, and uh, LSU didn't quit. They all rallied to the ball. And Ward got the tip in, so um, I do think Kentucky will be fine, um, and I, I do think they'll get Alabama. Alabama, man, got away with one with Florida. You know what I'm saying? Like, that game going into overtime with Florida, I thought they they should have lost that game, but Florida kind of, you know, um, tightened up in that overtime matchup and didn't play the way they, they did. And they, that was at home as well. So going to be interesting with DJ Wagner on Mark Sears. Watch that matchup. DJ Wagner going Mark Sears, how long DJ Wagner can go without being in foul trouble. If they get uh, Mark Sears to start taking a whole lot of shots, kind of like Wade Taylor does for AM, Alabama can um, get ran off on by Kentucky. It's been so much fun to watch this league play. It is, dude. This year? It Six, is. 615-737-1045 at 3HL1045 on Twitter. Uh, let's go to Jim on Harding Pike. Jim, what up? Yo, Jimmy. You there? Yeah. Uh, so, this might be a dumb question, but I'm going to ask you. Never, never a dumb question. You'll probably, you'll probably get a dumb answer, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's way more likely. Uh, what, does N- what does NCAA stand for? National Na- College Amateur Athletics. Collegiate, I think. Collegiate. Who, yeah. runs, who, who runs the NCAA? Who's, who's the board of trustees or board of directors of the NCAA? What are you getting at with this? Like, I, I don't have the board written in, yeah. you know, written in front of me. They, the NCAA is operated by the colleges and universities. Oh, Can't yeah. they fix themselves? Nope. Mm-hmm. This is a problem that they created themselves. They can't police. The NCAA has never done a good job of representing the ownership of the NCAA, the colleges and universities. Right, and now they're and all so fighting back. Yeah, let the university president step in and fix it. Well, what's yeah, going to happen is, what's gonna ha- the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to have, well, maybe not the first, but you will have, I think, and we've said this for years, one super conference of college football. And then, and then everything else can still be governed by whatever is left of the NCAA and whatever that looks like. But I think at that point you have a commissioner of that super conference and they govern themselves. And it's separate from exactly. anything the NCAA does. And, mm-hmm. and it's still owned and operated by the colleges and universities. It's not a separate entity. Uh, it's the colleges and universities, whatever they call themselves. And, uh, you know, they might have to – you know, dice and slice a little bit for, you know, large universities versus small universities. It, it'll and be, and it'll, so I think it'll be more profound than that because, like, I think if you look at the Power Four now, um, not all of the Power Four will be in that super conference. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. like if I'm yeah. Vanderbilt, I'm worried about being left out of that because I will be. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, and, and that's certainly true, but my point is, the college and universities govern themselves now, so they and they're, they're suing themselves. They're suing themselves. Uh, you know, ask the uh, university presidents to grow some and fix it. All right, that's what they got to do. They get, <laughs> Appreciate that, brother. Thank you, man. 
We got you. Thank you, brother. Uh, I just reached out to Chris Lowe. We'll ask him that question, too. Uh, Chris Lowe will come on uh, in the next segment. 615-737-1045. Robert and Dixon. Robert, what up? Hey, what's going on, guys? Yo, Robert. Uh, so my question is, we can all be really excited about the NCAA getting a muzzle put on them and NIL kind of getting to expand or whatever that looks like. But my question is, what happens to the other sports because, you know, volleyball is not just dripping in cash. Um, maybe men's basketball is like football and can can do its own thing, can set up some sort of – Most don't make money in that, in that world either, honestly. Yeah, so, so that's the question is what's going to happen next. We can be excited for football. Right. But in the, if this is a death nail for the NCAA, is it not also a death nail for minor sports? I think it's a death nail as we know it for the NCAA. I think that they, they will still, in whatever comes from the smoke, run those other sports that you're talking about. I, still, I just I, think... And, and I think some football, too, honestly. I, I, just, I think there's going to be a super conference of like 40 or 50 schools. And in terms of college football, everything else will have to be run. I, I don't know. I can't see that one. So then the, the follow-up to that would be, if it is a super conference of 40 or 50, does it carry the same energy, the same stuff that we all like about college football? Or that's, that's, a become, that's a question. That's a question. I think it becomes a more accelerated semi-pro league, and that yeah. loses some of the, I guess, charm of college football. Yeah, and maybe it does, and, and certainly for the for the schools that get left out. Like John Bryce was on uh, from Football Scoop with uh, Blaine and uh, B-Hop today and said that he had talked to to several people at several ACC schools that feel like they're going to get left out of it. Yeah, I think it just might be the end of the things that we love about college football. So, I mean, no more UT Vandy for guys like me, so that's a bummer. Well, I think they still would play that game. It just, I, I don't. I mean, you still got to play twelve games, right? Um, I, I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good question, though. How do you do it scheduling wise? I haven't even thought about that. So, yeah, that's a good question. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. That's a good phone call. Yeah, it was. We got something to interesting with. thoughts. Oh, we do. That we do. Oh, so by do. the way, Chris Lowe from ESPN.com, national uh, senior college football writer, will join us next to talk about all of these things. That'd be good. What you got, Slay Dog? I got the Nashville Soccer Clubs. Yep. 2024 MLS season begins Sunday. And your flagship station for NC, NSC has your chance to win a family four-pack to see the boys in gold. Home opener as they host New York at Geodis Park. Be calling number five right now, 615-737-1045 to get your family four-pack to see Nashville SC. Craig up the season. Call now. Let's see. Something different for dinner. Searching restaurants near me. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Gee, same old, same old. Wait, we're, we're right here, ma'am. Our restaurant's just a few blocks from you. Why is she not seeing us? Back to the usual, I guess. Ma'am, can you not see us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local restaurants. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at Cumulus. Hey, everybody, this is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day. 
plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen. Three HL 104.5 The Zone. Brent Doherty, Ron Slay with you. Don Davenport on assignment. What a day. Tennessee and Virginia win a preliminary injunction against the NCAA. Let's get Chris Lowe on from ESPN.com. Get his take. What, what does this mean for Tennessee? Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't think a lot of people were surprised. No. Uh-uh. A lot of Most people felt like, certainly legal people were a lot smarter than I am, that, that Tennessee and Virginia would, would win this. Temp- obviously temporary. It's not. It's not been resolved, but they would be granted this injunction. But what's it mean? I mean, I would equate this. You're going to love this, Brent. Okay. I would equate it to that uh, the scene in, in Caddyshack where the caddies are able to go in for like when they get 15 minutes, and they knock the lifeguards into the pool, and they bait, and just is chaos, and they can do anything they want. I think now with the NCAA having zero teeth to police or enforce or whatever. With NIL, quote unquote NIL, you're gonna you're gonna see it really get crazy during the interim <laughs> right now. Because think about it, the, the, all the cops, if the you know if cops are really patrolling the interstate, you know, and everybody's doing sixty sixty five, they're gonna be doing one hundred twenty five now. Because yeah. they're not gonna be out. There. No cops on the interstate in Tennessee and Virginia. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a great one. Boy, Babs would be having a field day out there. <laughs> that's and, a uh, that's I, a good one. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know where it all ends. Again, this, it's not it's not a, a, a final resolution. But what it does do for Tennessee, if you're looking at it from the Tennessee perspective, is, all right, so they come in. Uh, clearly, this all centered around Nico and his recruitment. And, and I think probably there had been some communication uh, to some degree that, that the NCAA was ready to or poised to suspend him pending this investigation or there was going to be maybe some type of suspension. Uh, now, there's, you know, because of this injunction granted, you know, the, the NCAA does not have any kind of teeth to be able to do anything like that. So if you're Tennessee, you know, you don't have to worry about this right now. You continue to get ready for the season. You know, he does. I'm sure it's a weight lifted off of Tennessee's shoulders uh, right now having this, this ruling to date. Long term, I mean, who knows? I've, I've told you guys a year or two from now, we, we won't recognize college football. Uh, it's going to change so much. I think what I would say is probably going to happen is when they figure out a compensation model for athletes, how to do it when you bring it in house, whether there's you know revenue sharing, which I don't know how realistic that is, or whether the athletes just become employees and have contracts. Right. You know I, what's going to happen is you're going to see sports eliminated, and that's the sad part for a lot of people. You're going to see minor sports. Uh, I could see a scenario where, you know, the bigger schools maybe have, besides football and men's basketball, maybe two other men's teams, you know, the the minor Olympic sports. I just don't see how, if you've got 20-plus sports, whatever model they come up with, how it's going to be realistic to keep 20-some sports. And and maybe instead of 21 or 22, you have 13, 14, or 15. I just think that's where we're headed in some way, shape, or form. Wow. So – 
from a big picture perspective, um, you, you said, and I like it, uh, the NCAA has no teeth. Um, they're going to lose any antitrust lawsuit. Um, right. So that's why I think in the NCAA statement they were talking about Congress getting with them, and I, I think that's their only hope, right? Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a pipe dream that that Congress is going to be able to to get in there and figure this out. I, everyone has asked me about this, like they have you guys now for a year or more. What's going to happen? Who's to blame? Um, let me say this first and foremost: the, the system has been so skewed against the athletes as the money has gotten bigger now for a while. I mean, you just see TV contracts going through the roof. Coaches are making, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 million dollars. And so it was trending toward this way all the while, but no one, you know, the leadership in college athletics and, 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 you know, chancellors and and presidents um, administrators, they saw this coming, you know, 10 years ago that there had to be something done. There had to be some way to figure this out. And they just sort of kicked the can down the road thinking, well, it's just going to magically go away. Well, guess what? That can got bigger and bigger and heavier and heavier. <laughs> and here we are now. Okay. And, and no one really has any, any, you know, on all sides, a, a way to fix it. Uh, I think, you know, I was with Nick Saban on Wednesday, spent, most or not most, part of the day with him. And, and I think he wants to be a voice. He told me he very much wants to be a voice for uniformity, for reform, for a way to get away from this chaos. And just the chaos that is college sports right now, figure it out on from the player's perspective, from coach's perspective, from school's perspective, athletic departments. Uh, but there's got to be some type of real dialogue on all sides to figure this out because right now it's going to be, Again, strap it on, strap in good, Slay. Man, <laughs> you, 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 hey, too bad you're not being recruited right now, Slay. Colorado Oak Hill, because you'd be right. You'd have a couple, man. You'd have yeah. like a, you'd have a ride around town car, but you'd also have a big town car when you're going on trips. Absolutely, you have a couple vehicles. Absolutely, I mean, <laughs> this would be a great time. You'd right be going here. on a sleigh ride. It's a great time to be alive, <laughs> baby. I'm telling you. Um, yeah. It, so, what about the NCAA investigation into? <laughs> What the hell was that? Into the Tennessee football program. Is that the bag slate? Do, do they lose power with regard to that investigation too? Well, I think for the time being, it, it was, you know, they cannot, the NCAA, according to the ruling, cannot enforce its NIL recruiting rules. So what, you know, what can they do? I mean, right now, now again, does this, does it change? Is there something that, um, you know, that, that sort of tweaks it? It's Tom Mars. You know the noted attorney who's represented just about everybody on all sides yeah. of the NCAA over the last ten years. You know he aspires the, the collective associated with Tennessee. He is their attorney, and I know he said today, and he's sort of hinted at this for a while that this is effectively the end of the NCAA. And a lot of people believe that. That's what I mean, Shane and Terry told us about a month ago. That if they yeah. got this injunction, that it would be the the beginning of the end of the NCAA. Now, does that mean they just disappear automatically off the face of the earth? I don't know about that, but yeah, me neither. I do know in talking to a lot of people that this probably is a uh, this is a Mike Tyson left hook, man, uppercut, mm-hmm. you know, wide open is what it is. And so, a lot of people, very few people, got up from Tyson's uppercuts. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that the NCAA gets up out of, off of this one. Man, really appreciate you hopping on. I know you're busy with this story. Uh, thank you. You bet, guys. Appreciate it, Lowe.
Hey, remember me and negotiate a card in for me too, Slater. <laughs> hey, real quick, Lodon. When when this news broke, what kind of afternoon do you think they had over at Spire Sports? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think they had a pretty good feeling there for a while that it was going to go their way. Right, but they're they're you don't. You don't They've been in planning mode for a while. Now they get to, uh, you, I mean, as you said, you thought it was the Wild West before. Hey, they're, they're, hey you, you got you got the recruiting board. You got everything there in front of you. And you're going after everybody, every pass rusher, every cornerback. <laughs> and and it, listen, it's it's not just Tennessee. And, and I know that Tennessee is the one. This was their case. But every school out there, every football program out there, was watching this. Oh yeah, to see what happened. Okay. So it's uh, it, it's it's far from just Tennessee, you know, sort of taping the gloves off per se. It's all right. We're going to go full bore. Everyone now is going to sort of do that, and, and until there's some, you know, as, as Nick Saban said, and some there's some end of the chaos, or some way, uh, some compensation model that's in place to pay the players. All right, Low Dog. Appreciate you, man. Have a great weekend. Appreciate you, Low. See you guys. What in the hell just happened over there? Dude, somebody, there is so much that we're dealing with right now that is absolute chaos right. and crazy. So somebody moved the part to fix all the cameras and stuff, and they never put the wood panel back. Like, they got up <laughs> under the desk. So my foot hit it, and it failed. And and that couldn't have been a more loud noise dog, in a studio. You ought to see how heavy this is. And I'm trying to hold it up with my foot right now. I think you should just let it go, right? Yeah, just just let it roll. It's 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 magnetized, so you just gotta you have to like click it in there. It's, yeah, Hunk knows how to fix it. Yeah, no, it's it, it's trust me that that thing will pop off because of that sort of. Meanwhile, stuff. we're yeah. getting yeah, we're getting yeah. weird ass messages from Babsy. Hey, man, this is going. <laughs> hey, trust us and believe you. When Babsy gets back, you're going to be here. <laughs> trust it. Oh man, flight <laughs> attendant unite, boy. All right. Uh, that does it for the week. We appreciate y'all. What a day, man. Uh, we'll be back at it on Monday. Have a great weekend. We want to see you back here. So be safe. And uh, and we'll do the Monday show. Uh, stay tuned to the zone all day long. And we appreciate y'all. Good night. God bless. See you when you want to be. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.